Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. It is Friday, September 23rd, and this is People Every Day. Congratulations, everyone. You made it to Friday. I'm Janine, your Friday queen, Rubenstein. (laughs) And we have got a great show for you. We've got a special edition of New Music Friday, where not only are we going to share the hottest songs this week, but also preview what albums and tours you can look forward to in the next few weeks. But also, there's much ado about the beautiful Miss Nia Long. Let's dive right into what's making headlines today onto a chilling story that's made headlines from Hollywood to Canada. And we'd like to add a trigger warning as it is a story that does involve violence towards women. Actor Ryan Grantham has been sentenced to life in prison. You may remember Grantham from his roles in Diary of a Wimpy Kid and in the series Riverdale. Back in March of 2020, Grantham was 21 when he shot his mother in the head as she played the piano. According to the CBC, following the gruesome incident, Grantham's next target was allegedly Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. He then loaded his car with three guns, ammunition, 12 Molotov cocktails, camping supplies, and a map with directions to where Trudeau lived with his family. Grantham never made it to Trudeau's residence and instead went to Vancouver police headquarters to turn himself in. The CBC also reported that Canadian prosecutors referenced two psychiatric reports in the case that showed the actor had been going through, quote, an intense period of clinical depression in the months leading up to the crime and that Grantham was, quote, experiencing urges to commit violence and kill himself. CBC added that the report said Grantham made the decision to kill his mother, quote, to spare her from seeing the violence he intended to commit. The actor is 24 now and is eligible for parole in 14 years. His sister Lisa and his mother's sister both told the court that they, quote, fear his release from prison. Obviously, the story is just so gruesome and heartbreaking and shocking, frankly, and our hearts go out to the loved ones of the entire family. Switching gears to the relationship portion of the show, Sylvester Stallone and wife Jennifer Flavin are throwing in the towel on getting divorced. A source tells people that the husband and wife duo are back together and a rep for the Rocky actor told outlets, quote, they decided to meet back up at home where they talked and were able to work out their differences. They are both extremely happy. The two have been married since 1997 and share three daughters. Now, the reconciliation comes days after a Palm Beach County, Florida court filing said both Flavin and Stallone agreed that, quote, it is in the best interest of each of them individually and more importantly, collectively as a family to resolve all issues attendant to the dissolution of their marriage in a dignified, amicable, and private manner out of court. Flavin had filed a petition for dissolution of marriage and other relief back on August 19th, but it appears she and Stallone are ready to go another round. See what I did there? 
We've got an update on a story we've been following closely. Maroon 5's Adam Levine and his wife, model Bahati Prinsloo, are choosing to, quote, focus on their children after what's most likely been one of the hardest weeks of their relationship. As we've covered extensively on the show, the She Will Be Loved singer has been accused by several women of engaging in intimate relationships while married to Prinsloo. A few of the women have taken to social media to share some of the DMs and texts sent by Levine. The Grammy Award winner has denied denied the claims that he had any sort of physical relationship, but did admit to having flirtatious conversations with women outside of his marriage. A source tells People that the couple is doing everything possible to keep things positive for the kids, and that, quote, their focus right now is just on being the best parents possible. She is hurt and upset, but she is holding back because of the kids. The source went on to add that Prince Lou, quote, isn't happy with Adam, but she is very much about being positive. She just doesn't believe in drama. Adam keeps being very very apologetic. He puts no blame on her and admits that he enjoyed the attention. He'll be the first one to say that he acted like a moron, which, you know, isn't very surprising. Even if it was just some flirty messages, I can certainly see why she would be unhappy with her husband, to say the least. On Wednesday, the day after Levine addressed the accusations, the two were spotted running errands in Montecito, California together. So maybe they will be able to work through this. And as our source also told us, Levine and Prince Lou, quote, are working on their marriage and plan on staying together. The couple shares daughters Dusty Rose, who's six this month, Geo Grace, who's four, and are expecting a third child. And I hope they do whatever is best for their growing family. Okay, you guys, it's time to get to the story that my husband and I can't stop talking about, my friends and I can't stop talking about, even my mom and I can't stop talking about. Nia Long has finally broken her silence in the cheating drama heard round the NBA. Our next story is one that involves the NBA and someone who I have adored since the 90s. In the aftermath of Celtics head coach Ime Udoka cheating allegations, his longtime girlfriend and fiance, Nia Long, known for roles on classic romance movies like Love Jones and the Best Man franchise, has finally broken her silence. And diehard fans of the actress are still in disbelief of the messy drama that exists between her and Udoka now. Memes are flying left and right, and I too am like, who fumbles Nia Long? And on Thursday, it was announced that Udoka has been suspended for the 2022-2023 NBA season for, quote, violations of team policies. This, too, is another controversy that is brewing about if these are legitimate grounds for this decision taken by the NBA. Well, today, we got an exclusive from Nia Long herself on how she is handling everything thus far. So to take me into the latest surrounding this courtside scandal is People's senior reporter, Lene Brody. Hey, Lene. Hi, Janine. Well, we have been reporting on this story this week, and, and people got that exclusive statement, as I just mentioned, from Nia Long today, who is the person we have all been waiting to hear from. So what did she say? The Fatal Affair actress issued a statement exclusively to people after her fiancé, Ime Udoka, was suspended from his role as head coach of the Boston Celtics following an alleged affair with a female staff member. Quote, the outpouring of love and support from family, friends, and the community during this difficult time means so much to me, Long said to people. I ask that my privacy be respected as I process the recent events. Above all, I am a mother and will continue to focus on my children. Well, Long and Udoka have been engaged since 2015. They welcomed a son together, Kez Sunday Udoka, in 2011. And Long has another son, 21-year-old Masai Dorsey II, from a previous relationship 
with actor Masai Dorsey. But wow, yesterday this all came kind of crashing down and the Celtics themselves issued a statement on Udoka's immediate suspension from the team. They said Udoka had violated team policies and noted his future with the team will be evaluated. So there has been some controversy around that, right? Yeah, so Udoka later gave a statement to ESPN's Malika Andrews on the alleged relationship, and he said, quote, I want to apologize to our players, fans, the entire Celtics organization, and my family for letting them down, he said. He went on to say, I am sorry for putting the team in this difficult situation, and I accept the team's decision. His message concluded, out of respect for everyone involved, I will have no further comment. I mean, he's been the head coach since 2021. This is not a long job he's had here. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I asked the question as well. I was like, that's horrible what he did, but what does that have to do with his job? And it made me think of, you know, that whole thing on the morning show where it was like, you can have, I guess, consensual relationships, but he didn't disclose it to the company. And if that's part of their policy, if you're going to be dating someone that you're working with, we need to know about it. I mean, we can all assume why he wouldn't disclose it. He's definitely in a relationship, a very public relationship. But that could be the only reason why, right? Unless something else happened that we haven't heard about with this consensual partner. Yeah. And I feel like things are kind of coming out left and right. Like they just held a press conference, you know, this morning. So I do think we're going to learn more. It'll be interesting to see kind of what happens because it's mixing business with pleasure. But as you pointed out, what does it have to do with the kind of coach that he is? So much going on, but we all love Nia. And I'm just, I'm wondering if you can take us through the timeline of their relationship. Just to remind us of this. They're, they're both wildly attractive people, but Nia, I'll have to say, is just, she's just one of those women that everyone is like, God, this woman's so gorgeous. <laughs> so February of 2010, they get set up on a date by a mutual friend. Then fast forward to June 17th of the following year, they announced that they're expecting their first child together. And in November 7th, 2011, they welcomed a son. May 26th, 2015, the couple announces that they are engaged. December of 2020, Nia reveals that she and her fiance, Imeodoka, might never actually marry. In October of 2021, Nia says she'll, quote, never forget the moment that her fiance proposed to her. Fast forward to May of 2022, she dances as Ime Udoka and the Boston Celtics head to the finals. But then let's get to this year, and he's facing a suspension from the Celtics after this alleged affair. Like, what do you make of that timeline? Like, sometimes they say, like, when there's a long engagement, there's trouble in paradise. Do you you find that to be true in just the celebrity relationships you've covered? Yeah, I mean, I think when you have a long engagement and you're not actually walking down the aisle, that's a fair question to ask what the holdup is. And that is another thing that people are saying online is just like, we don't know the details. And a lot of people are making judgments and placing judgments. Well, last question. Have you seen the memes? And how do you feel about these? Like just men, a lot of men weighing in and saying like, how do you fumble me along? Like, I don't care how much you've won with your team. Like, this is an L. <laughs> like, wh- what do you think of how the public has rallied around her? Like, not Nia. I feel that way about any woman. But, you know, it's like, 
not that cheating is ever okay, but for other women who have been cheated on to see some of the most beautiful, high-profile women in the world also being cheated on, it just goes to show it has nothing to do about looks, anything. You just, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. And I feel for her. I'm rooting for her. Public embarrassment can't be easy, but you know what? She has no reason to be embarrassed though. Let's actually set that record straight. Right. We love you. We love you, Nia. Oh my goodness. And I love you, Lene. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. Anytime. Coming up, we've got your new Music Friday fix where we preview the biggest songs, albums, and tours you need to check out this fall. But first, we are joined by one of the stars of the scripted Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix series, Delon Burnside. After the break, we are joined by Delon to talk about the series and see what he's been watching. We'll be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is time for a segment we love to do on this show called What You Watchin'. Joining me now is one of the stars of Ryan Murphy's newest series, Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. And you'll also remember him from starring in the acclaimed series, Pose, actor and recording artist, Delon Burnside. Delon, welcome to the show. What's up, Janine? Thanks for having me. Well, a reminder on how this works. All the quick questions we have for you are going to have the word watch or watching somewhere in there. So, you know, we can get your point of view and, and purview. So here we go. Starting off with where we can view you. Why should we be watching Dahmer on Netflix? It's a really compelling uh, show that dives into the people that were impacted by this horrible human being uh, who did a lot of terrible things. And if you like creepy um, crime thriller stuff, this is right up your alley. Oh my goodness, that sounds like it has my sister's name written all over it. She loves crime stuff. <laughs> well, Molly Ringwald, Evan Peters, and Nisi Nash all co-star in the series. So off camera, who did you find yourself watching the most while on set? I mean, I was definitely watching Evan Peters at every moment. We had worked together on Pose once before. It was great to get to work with him one-on-one -on -one and do some scene work together. Definitely watching and learning and stealing things from Evan. So switching gears, who or what are you watching to get your spirits up or inspire you a bit these days? You know, it's so funny. I was talking to my friend the other day and he told me he was watching the Cheetah Girls <laughs> after seeing Monster. I was like, you know, that might be the best palate cleanser I have heard 
after watching this show. So I'm, I think I'm stealing that. Cheetah Girls, I love it. <laughs> Just outside of the industry, who's the person who's always watching out for you and rooting for you? My mom is always watching out for me. Always has my back, no matter what, in every area of my life. Aw, shout out to the mamas. And you are not only an actor, but also a recording artist. So a two-parter here. What can we watch out for when it comes to your music? And who in music are you watching out for this fall? Absolutely. Go watch my video for the song Superpowers that's out on platforms everywhere. And also watch out for my new music coming out. I'm so excited. I've been working on this project for about three years now. And uh, uh, I'm finishing it this week and getting ready to drop some new music really, really soon. So watch out for it. And then on the flip side, who else is out there that you're like, when when is this going to drop? I'm watching out for Rihanna. I want the album, Aren't girl. are we all? Like, I want the album, Rih. <laughs> I love it. Delon, thank you so much for being with us today. I enjoyed getting to know you a little better. And everyone, go check out Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story on Netflix. Thanks, Janine. TGIF, everyone. And since it is Friday, that means it is New Music Friday, where I give you the scoop on the hottest releases for your weekend. But today, we're turning up the heat to get you up to speed on not just what's out today, but also upcoming tours to, you know, put on your calendar. And I had to phone a friend for this one. People's music writer, Brianne Tracy, is here to get us ready to rock to the beat of this fall season. Hey, Brianne, the summer might be over, but the music scene is buzzing, right? Hey, Janine. Yeah, lots of good stuff coming out. It's been such a long week, so I'm looking forward to the weekend. Much needed in my house. Can't wait to put my feet up and chill out. So what brand new tracks should I add to my post-work week playlist? Well, we got Khalid. He has Satellite out. And of course, who doesn't love him? Money Long came out with Plot Twist. Plot Twist. We have Shania Twain, and she has Waking Up Dreaming, and Sam Smith and Kim Petras with a Unholy. Ooh, yeah. Okay, out of those four, what's what's first on your list? Ooh, I love some Shania. That's always my favorite. <laughs> so let's Well, singles are always great, but, you know, they, they just give you just a little sneak peek into the genius behind the artist. It's the albums, though, that you want when that single really pops off. So what albums will be dropping this season and which are you most excited to listen to? So in addition to her single, Money Long's first album hit stands today, which is very exciting. It's called Public Displays of Affection. We also have Kelsey Ballerini, who's one of my favorites. She has Subject to Change album, which is coming out today. We have Charlie Puth, and his album is out on October 7th. We got Willow, Coping Mechanism, out on October 7th as well. We got Lil Baby's third album, It's Only Me, on October 13th. Megan Trainer Taking It Back, on October 21st. Taylor Swift, Midnights, I know all the Swifties are very excited for that one, on October 21st as well. Carly Rae Jepsen, The Loneliest Time, which is also October 21st. And then, of course, you know, One Direction along Louis Tomlinson, he has his 
solo album, Faith in the Future, out on November 11th. And just like with great singles and albums that you can play on repeat, it all makes you, you know, ready to see that person in person. So I was really sad when The Weeknd canceled his tour due to losing his voice. And then Justin Bieber recently canceled the remainder of his tour to focus on his mental health. But who else will actually be hitting the road this fall? Well, I'm actually really lucky. I got to see The Weeknd in L.A. the night before he canceled and lost his voice. So That was awesome. (laughs) But there's lots of good stuff that's coming up. We got Carly Rae Jepsen on tour in the U.S. and Canada until November 5th. We got Coldplay, who's in South America until mid-October. Usher, he has his Las Vegas residency until October 29th, which is super fun. And then Adele, of course, we're waiting for her residency, and that's supposed to start on November 18th after previously halting due to covid Post Malone, who doesn't love Posty, is on a world tour that extends to February. Elton John is currently on tour in the U.S. and Canada, which is iconic. And Harry Styles, of course, is on world tour. And he'll be on in the U.S. and Europe until next year. And just sold out for the umpteenth time out in New York, right? Oh, yeah. Madison Square Garden. Something. There's a like a mm-hmm. banner for him now. He's got a banner. Like, yes. come on. Yeah, exactly. One Direction, man. <laughs> uh, well... Brianne, thank you so much. It's such a fun list with all the different genres of music. And I have lots of of tickets to buy, it sounds like. (laughs) Right? Yeah, busy fall. (laughs) All right. Have a good one, girl. All right. Thank you so much, Janine. Well, guys, the last few weeks here at People, and really at every major news outlet around the world, has been full of wall-to-wall royal family coverage. First, from the Queen's death to the 10 days of mourning to the funeral planning. And of course, there was plenty made of the inter-family turmoil at the funeral itself and afterwards. And while it may seem like this story has been covered from every possible angle, one group of people who we haven't heard much from are the kids. Where do they stand on all of this? Well, ask the internet and you shall receive. The youth of the world have had some, let's call it, wide-ranging reactions and expectations. Some children, like this little boy, took the queen's death hard and clearly misses her. What's the matter? I want the queen back. I know, but the queen's gone. We've got King Charles now. Just listen to that whimper. He was not impressed with King Charles at all. But one little girl, on the other hand, has some high hopes for what she'd like to see out of the new monarch. What advice would you give the king? What would you like to see him do? Do a backflip. I mean, yes, I would pay big money to see King Charles do a backflip. (laughs) Well, that is a wrap for the week. Thank you for joining us once again. Go enjoy the beautiful fall weather out there. You know, watch some football, drink something pumpkin spiced and and wear some flannel. I know it's a little on the nose, but do fall the things. (laughs) I will see you back here Monday for more People Every Day. People Every Day is produced by Chrissy Lindquist, Tony Mantia, Amy Machado, and Madison Lesby. Edited by Morgan Foose, Carter Wogan, and Michael Aquino and made with help from Patrick Vermillion and the great team at Pod People. People's producers are me, Janine Rubenstein, and Charlotte Triggs. Our show is associate produced by Aliza Sessler and Fallon Harge, and executive produced by David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman.